It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Hey, is this Mike? Hi. Yeah, this is Mike. Is this Jay? Yes, sir. How are you doing, man? Good, brother. How are you? Uh, doing great, man, despite the circumstances of everything, uh, still kind of being halfway shut down, but other than that, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I hear that. It's a crazy time, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad that you can join us today. Janet has, uh, Janet's told me a lot about you, and I'm excited for you to join us on Kingdom Builder. Um, now, did she give you yeah. uh, information on the show and everything? Yeah, she did. Uh huh. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of we made that one sheet to kind of let everybody know, you know a little bit about the show if they were unfamiliar with it. So hopefully that kind of gave you a, a gist of what we're yeah. doing. Yeah, sounds awesome. I, I checked out the the site a little bit, and um, yeah, I'm excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, so what we're going to do today, obviously, um, talk about the new EP, The Dawning Fire, and kind of what you've been doing in, um, you know, the COVID-19, like how you've been spending time at home and all that kind of good stuff. And then uh, what I'll do is, uh, in post-production, I'm going to put the song Rain Forevermore uh, to play during this interview. So what we'll do is right before we do the... um, do that song, uh, I'll ask you the question, hey, why don't we take a listen to one of the songs in the EP and just tell us about that song and uh, introduce it for us, and then I'll put that in later. And then uh, I noticed that you did a Keith Green cover on there, big Keith Green fan. Oh, and, yeah, I love Keith Green. Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about that, like kind of like what, how did you – go about choosing that particular song and then, you know, musical influences and then um, your testimony, kind of like, you know, what it was like growing up, uh, how you came to know Christ, and then, uh, like, kind of what, what you want people to take away from the Dawning Fire when they listen to it. Sure. 
Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, and this interview will actually um, – we do that. We post these every Friday. Uh, next Friday I've got one, so this would actually be posted, I think, if I'm – I'm just, like, thinking of the dates. I think Friday, June 12th is when we would actually launch this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um, – and we, we do a lot of social media the week of, so uh, follow us on – on uh, Twitter and all that, and we'll follow you back. And once yeah. we start promoting it, we'll go ahead and we'll be tagging you and everything. Perfect. What are your uh, Twitter handles and all that? Uh, the Twitter handle is TCE, like today's Christian Entertainment, the number four, Jesus. Okay. And then the Facebook and Instagram are the same. It's today's Christian ENT. Instagram's one of our newer things. We're actually just we're I don't actually do the Instagram. I have uh, a couple girls that do the Instagram and stuff for us, but we're just, uh, slowly starting to build that up and we have not followed you already on there. We'll follow you back. Perfect. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll look for you guys when I get off here. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, it's, uh, it's on the one sheet too. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the very bottom of the one sheet should have the social media handles on there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the social media is uh, an animal all of its own. It's a, uh, it's something oh, I'm it figuring out as I go too. It's a uh, very useful and powerful, but man, it's a, uh, it could be a full-time job easily. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's unfortunately with um, the way we do ours is that uh, both our website and our radio. I don't make money off of what I do. Uh, this is more like kind of like a, a ministry and hobby to me. So yeah. we don't, in order to get, in order to like get really good placement with social media, you have to have, um, you have to put money into it. And right. so all of our, all of our social media following and all that kind of stuff is, uh, you know, kind of grassroots marketing and word of mouth and, you know, artists sharing our stuff. So, yeah. and, and we do this, we do well, the same thing. We, we share everybody else's stuff too. So, it's a slower build than, you know, paying to do advertising, but, you know, yeah. even with paying for it, there's no guarantee that you're going to get anything out of it. Yeah, yeah. and it's a more yeah. uh, genuine build, and it's uh, and it's real. It's real people, and that's, that's uh, yeah. you can't put a price on that. Yeah, the followers you have when you do that kind of marketing and, you know, word of mouth is these are actually your fans. These are actually people who check out your site and all that kind of stuff, so... You know, you yeah. know that you're connecting with people who have who have found you. So that's 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 really all we can we can ask for. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let me pull up my recording here. And you can hear me okay, right? Oh yeah, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Okay, perfect. All right. <clears throat> Get my recording started here. Joining me on today's show is another Florida native. Always excited to have a fellow Sunshine State citizen joining me here on Kingdom Builder. I would like to take a moment and welcome Mike Raxke. Uh Mike, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Jay. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm just I'm living my, my best quarantine life right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it's, uh, these are some crazy times we're in. and um, I, we, I've had a 
the opportunity that our, our work has allowed me to work from home, you know, so a little bit. So um, we're, we're back in the office now, but we had a good, you know, six weeks of working from home and, um, you know, it, you get a little bit of cabin fever. So it's been good on our end to, to get back into the back into the real world a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm excited to have you join us today. You know, Mike, we've we've had so many people on the show this year that have been weathering this COVID-19 pandemic uh, as well. Um, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy during this time? I've been writing a lot of music lately. And, um, you know, is, is there something about coming into these, these times like this where you're kind of forced into, um, you know, solitude a little bit? And it, it really, you know, if you, if you allow that, that opportunity to exist you know you can sometimes that's the best thing for the creative side of things is just to be able to have some time where you're you know you're not so distracted with you know other activities and so i've been i've been doing a lot of writing lately that's pretty cool and that seems to be the general consensus among a lot of artists uh, that i've talked to in the last couple months is uh, this period of time has really allowed the creative process to flow and uh, it's really given a lot of people an opportunity to write a lot more than what they would normally do because, you know, you're yeah. stuck at home, like you said, by yourself. Uh, what really else is there to do, you know? Right. I, I was uh, one of my one of my favorite artists. He, he just did a, a full album from his house. Um, it, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Josh Gerald's, but he did a he did a totally, you know, broke down version of an album from his house and and uh you know had some other friends that were quarantined also that that played some instruments on it and did it all remotely and it's i'm i'm it's probably one of the best albums i've heard in a long time and so it just kind of goes to show you you take that opportunity and especially if you're doing it for the lord you know it you, you take that opportunity and god can make something really awesome out of it yeah exactly you know mike the the cool thing about technology today is that you know you know, this has been kind of a tough time for everybody being home and everything, but the way technology works and recording goes, I mean, you can record remotely now. I mean, even 10 years ago, you couldn't, you'd have yeah. to be in a studio to record all this kind of stuff. And that's something I've talked with a lot of artist friends about is, you know, being able to record from home, being able to record from a cell phone. I mean, there's a lot of people that have, have been able to record uh, music on their iPhone. I mean, it's just the technology has just come. Yeah. A long way in the, even in the last 10 years you know it really has it's it's kind of caused me to start thinking a little outside of the box on it like I, I've you know I've met you know, we've moved kind of all over the place but I've got you know friends now I have a friend in Alaska that plays some violin and I'm like hey would you want to you know collab on a song and so we, it's kind of stirred some new ideas and um, yeah I, I think it, but you're right you're absolutely right that that technology is is moving really fast and it's really kind of opened up a lot of opportunities for um, collaboration. Yeah, definitely. Well, Mike, you're here today to talk about your brand new EP called The Dawning Fire. Um, tell us about this new EP and the process of getting these songs recorded. Yeah, um, well, we we uh, set out to record, this was last summer in uh, Ju or July, actually, July of 2019. We set out to, you know, to record. We had a handful of songs that we were, you know, tentatively record, planning to record. Our our main thing, we wanted to record two songs, and that was The Dawning Fire and Every Era. And and our, uh, 
you know, our, our goal was to definitely do those two. And we thought, well, if we have, you know, time, let's, let's have a few extra songs. And, you know, if we can, if we can squeeze them in, let's do it. And so we, we had a total of five songs that we're, you know, thinking would be, would be cool if we could do it. And, um, by the end of the weekend, we were able to get all five, all five songs um, recorded. And, um, and so we've been, you know, we released a few at a time and then released the full album on uh, good Friday of this year. And, it's been a it's been a a real treat really because I've I've done a few recordings in the past just kind of home recording things but this was our first time you know to go to Nashville and record in a a really great studio with you know some really great musicians and um, it's been a it's been a really it's really been a blessing and I've been really grateful for the whole experience. Yeah, and I you know I saw a list of of artists that the producer that produced the CP has worked with. I mean. Uh, pretty pretty big list of names pretty big names on that list yeah and and the whole that whole thing came together it was it was um you know, i i really give credit to the lord because it was it was nothing that i could have ever sought out in my own you know my own resources or my own you know wisdom to to find these people but the lord just sort of brought it all together and um billy chapin he's the he was our producer and you know he just lives maybe an hour from us and the way that all worked out was awesome. And he's, yeah, like you said, he's had some, he's worked with some really great musicians. He was a guitarist for Backstreet Boys for years, and he did Don Henley's last album. And, you know, just just had a, a really rich history, and he brings so much insight and wisdom into the whole process. And um, it, was, it was a really great, a really great thing. Well, that's really cool. Why don't we take a listen to one of those songs from the EP? Which one do you want to play, and why don't you introduce it for us? Tell a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, well, there's one song on the EP that originally, when we recorded it, we did we did the five, and then uh, one of them we kind of we kind of ran out of time, and we thought, well, let's just do a acoustic version. Let's just do an acoustic track. And so we recorded "Rain Forevermore" in Nashville, and it was just real simple. It was just guitar and vocals, and then. Uh, when we finished, we left for the weekend. Our producer Billy, he said, "You know, I have a friend that um, that played uh, drums for Tom Petty for, you know, a couple decades, and he lives in Florida also. And so his name's Stan Lynch, and he was Tom Petty's drummer. And so he said, well, let me let me talk to Stan and see if he'd be interested in, in uh, you know, help, you know, help producing this and, and laying down some tracks. And so, because um, I guess Billy thought the song kind of had a uh, a Tom Petty kind of feel to it, and so I said, "Yeah, that'd be great." And so he he talked to him, and then um, it ended up Stan ended up playing the drums and bass and organ, you know, and twelve string guitar, and and uh, he talked to Stan. He said, "Well, what do you, you know?" Stan said, "What do you what do you want to do with it?" And he said, um, "We'll just treat it like a Tom Petty song, I guess." And so he he um, he just did that. And when when I first heard the the finished uh, mix of it, I was I was blown away because it really, it really did have that um, Tom Petty vibe to it from all the iconic songs that I remembered from, you know, high school and stuff. And so, um, so that that's the song that we came up with, uh, and it's called "Rain Forevermore." And uh, that was our, that was one of the two that wasn't released as a single. It, it came out with the full EP, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a worship tune. It's a, it, it kind of written in the vein of a lot of the old hymns from back in, back in the day that just tells the about the gospel just tells the death resurrection and the second coming of jesus and so 
that's uh, that's you know in and in that shell. Awesome, and we'll go ahead and put that in post. And that's actually uh, the song that we'll have on this uh, summer EP that we have coming up, or summer EP, the summer sampler that we're doing for, through our site. So I appreciate you oh, putting yeah. that song on there, man. Great Absolutely. song. Thank you. All right. Well, that was Mike Rathke with Rain Forevermore, and he's actually joining us today on the line. And, you know, Mike, you wrote four of the tracks on the CP as well as including a song from the late and legendary Keith Green. Now, I'm curious of the story uh, behind including this iconic song from the CCM Pioneer. Was it really hard kind of narrowing down, you know, one of his songs to cover? Well, not not really. I mean, I, I love all of Keith Green's stuff. I've, I've always, you know, since I got involved with worship ministry, I've always... Um, I've always looked up to Keith Green. He's kind of been one of my heroes, and so. But that song, "Oh, oh Lord, You're Beautiful," um, I've done that a, a lot over the years, and wherever I've led worship, I've always kind of had that in my rotation. And um, uh, my manager, Brandon, he said, he said, Mike, you got to record that song. If we have time, you got to record that. And I said, Okay, well, let's do it. You know. And so we uh, we recorded that, and we did. I found a version that Keith had done on uh, in a live concert. It was just from the video, it sounds like it was just a couple weeks after he'd written it, and he had actually written four verses for it in and, and two choruses. And I'd, I'd only heard, you know, the, the two that you normally hear. And so I thought, well, let's let's put one of those in at least. And so we, we added the third verse to that to that recording. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how much time we got. There's a, a lot of really cool things that happened that weekend when we recorded that um, just really kind of put, um, really, really showed, like, God's, Timing and everything, and the way it all worked out, it was it was really awesome. But that's a, that was a great song, and I'd always loved it, and was was really um, excited to to be able to record it. Um, just to just to kind of remember the leg the legacy of Keith Green and what what he did, and especially in Christian music, you know. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Keith Green is uh, one of two artists I can think of off the top of my head that that we lost uh, to to an accident. You know, he died in 1982 in a in a plane crash, and uh, of course, Rich Mullins later on in 1997 yep. uh, passed away yeah, as a result of a car too. crash. So it's it's two two of the biggest two of the biggest names, most influential artists in, in Christian music history gone. Um, but what yeah. wow, what a legacy that those got two guys left behind. And you know, it's it's obvious even now, even nearly 40 years later, still the impact that Keith Green has on Christian music. You know. Yeah, and and so and, and Rich Mullins as well. I mean, the the writing style was so you know out of the norm. It wasn't it was, just wasn't typical. And um, you know, music just like anything, it it becomes kind of it, it has a tendency to become stale when when there's a you know a, a method that seems to be working. But you know, Keith he really he really stepped out of that format and just he just wrote raw songs from the heart and. I think to me that's what that's what always impressed me the most about him was just that that ability and that willingness to just just write it write it what what was on his heart and you know and we we celebrate him today because he was you know he was so genuine in what he did. Yeah, and you know artists like that um, are, those those are generational artists in my opinion. I mean, uh, the songs that those guys wrote are really and those are the songs I like. 
the step on your toes songs, the kind of the songs yeah. that really challenge you in your faith. And, you know, and, and, and unfortunately I think, and I'm not saying this about Christian music as a whole. I said there's a lot of songs that are kind of like you know, the cliche, cookie-cutter kind of songs. But right. those guys were yeah. the real deal because they wrote, like you said, from their heart. These were bold songs that were supposed to challenge you in your faith, whether uh, they may hurt your feelings or make you think, oh, well, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. But that's the kind of legacy exactly. that I see as those guys leaving behind. So, well, so I, yeah. I bringing up. Who would you say your musical influences would be? And, um, you know, how have they played a role in your life as a musician? You know, we touched on Keith Green. Are there any other artists that have kind of served as an influence in your music? Yeah. I mean, I, I listen to just about everything. I, I, I mean, I, I love, I love, uh, you know, indie folk music. I, I really, I really, I really get into the kind of the, you know, the stuff that's, not, not, it's kind of obscure, I guess, you know, I like the, I like kind of the offbeat and path music, but, um, I, I, I'd be hard to just name one, but I, you know, it, like I said, I like a lot of different genres. I, I love, I mean, I even love, you know, good metal bands, you know, there's a lot of great Christian metal bands out today that are really solid in what they're writing and, and, you know, lyrically and, and, you know, musically they're just geniuses, but, you know, and I love, um, I love worship music probably my favorite worship artist right now is um, um, a, a worship team or a worship band called uh, young oceans. And they, they, they're kind of along those same lines. They just write really strong, you know, biblical lyrics, you know, not, that, that aren't, that aren't, they're not necessarily controversial, but they're just, they're just solid, solid songs that are, you know, theologically sound and, and the music is just incredible. And um, yeah, I, I mean, but there's a lot of John, John Mark McMillan, and you know Josh Carroll's of course, but I don't know. I, I guess I find I try to find inspiration wherever wherever I can. And there's there's so much good music out there today, and especially what we were talking about earlier, where you know the technology the technology has allowed us to be able to um, you know so many people to be able to record, and so there's really just an ocean of music out there that um, you know that maybe doesn't get heard a lot, but this great music that people are writing for you know just for the joy of writing and 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 putting out their music i just it's a it's a great time for music i think oh i agree and you know it's funny you mentioned metal because i my listening preferences go from anything i can listen to a southern gospel song to you know a light a piano ballad like the stuff deep green all the way up to like heavy metal and it's people yeah. people look at me like how do you go from yeah one extreme to the other i said well you know what it's just it's it's really it's it's really the message of these songs that that really get to me i mean you've got some metal metal songs out there that sometimes you may not be able to understand what they're saying but you look at the lyrics you're like wow that's that's deep right and i just i I love music like that i'm guitar driven myself i play guitar play guitar for oh awesome for over 20 years now and um i guess i guess the heavy guitars is, is really what captures my attention at first yeah me too. I I posted on my uh, Instagram. There's a there's a metal band out now uh, called uh, Earth Groans. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they they did a uh, a new album maybe a month ago or so, and I was listening through it, and I heard this one song that was just really really well done, and I um I, so I pulled up the lyrics, and the, the it was just it was just a worship song. It was just like very biblical words, and I thought, man, this is like 
so I made a I, I post on my Instagram. I said this is my this is the best worship song I've heard you know in the past month or something like that you know. And I posted the album cover and I don't know if anybody got what I was saying or whatever, but you know it's like you said. I mean the the, the lyrics were so great and the music production and the you know just the the ability that some of these bands have, especially in the metal genre, that have for these you know these tunings and the the technique and the I mean it's just you know it's great I love it it is yeah definitely well there's you know there there's one band that I've kind of just you know I grew up in the 90s uh, you know listening to bands like Alice in Chains Metallica yeah Green Theater yeah, and all that um, I discovered a band a couple of years ago uh, called Theocracy they released a, a record called Ghost Ship yeah. and I, I, I loved it because, you know, I, I grew up with, you know, the melodic metal bands like Dream Theater, and I'm listening to this Theocracy record. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I never knew that you could have yeah. melodic metal with a Christian message. So I thought that was incredible. Yeah, when I, when I first got saved, I would have loved to found some of the bands that I've, I've found now, like you said, like Theocracy, and that have been around. I, I You know, when I first got saved, I was starving for, for good music, and it was out there. I just didn't know where to find it, but... You know, now I'm finding all these bands that dated back to, you know, the 90s and early 2000s that were just, you know, really on the, the at the at the tip of the spear in that genre of music. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a cool it's been a cool uh, journey. <laughs> yeah, I I think the the first band that I discovered, um, I got saved in the early 2000s. The first hard rock metal band that I had uh, got really gotten into that great message i mean these these a lot of these messages come straight from the bible is disciple disciple is one of my favorite bands those guys are super heavy but um they their lyrics are are just amazing and i really credit that as uh, you know kind of building block of my faith through those first years of of being saved and those guys man they they love the lord like i i remember watching a, a documentary with them and you know, they showed them they're in, they're getting ready to do a show at some church or something. This was probably around this was about in the early 2000s, and um, you know they're they're in their van and they're they're just they're just worshiping. They're listening to um, I can't remember that song that they were listening to, but it was a you know popular worship song at the time. And they're just they're just in their van worshiping the Lord, for, you know, getting their heart ready before they go out and, and play. And I thought, man, that's that's the way it should be. You know, whatever genre of music you're in, you know. Give it to the Lord. Give yourself to the Lord, and then, you know, the, the Lord will bless it. And and uh, I, I love I love those guys. That's right. Well, you know, everybody's road to salvation starts somewhere, and you know, your road to where you are today has uh, been anything but a clear path. Why don't you tell us about your journey of you know growing up and finding Christ in your life? Yeah. Um, so I I was born and raised in Kansas. And um, I grew up in, you know, uh, kind of in, a, in the outskirts of a of a small town, and you know, in between Kansas City and Wichita, there's a little town called Emporia. And I was, I grew up in a trailer court outside of Emporia. And um, you know, it, our our mom had uh, there was two siblings, and our mom had some severe mental issues, and so um, all of us kids sort of left home early. Uh, I left when I was around 12. The last time I stayed at home was when I was 12, and I just kind of couch surfed through high school, junior high and high school. And you know, I, I had I went to a vacation Bible school when I was around 12 or 13, and 
and I, I went forward and received Christ, but I didn't really know anybody that was, that was going to church or was following Christ. And so it just sort of laid dormant for a while. And so, you know, I got in the high school age and was, you know, I got into the party scene and all that. But when I was around 19, um, I just felt the Lord was, was calling me to more, you know, a deeper walk with him. You know, he didn't want me to say another prayer. He didn't want me to, you know, say another salvation prayer. He didn't, you know, he wanted me to, to pick up my cross and follow him. And so when I was 19, I was working at a cemetery of all places. I was mowing the grass and um, I, I just found myself listening to sermons on the radio. Um, I, at the time, I, you know, we got Calvary Chapel, you know, CS, CSN radio. So I was always listening to these sermons and I just, I just sort of felt the Holy Spirit, you know, calling me to just a deeper walk. And so I, I was walking home from work one day and I stopped and bought a Bible and just started reading the Bible and, you know, and slowly and, and still in that process now, I just, the Lord began to sort of steer me and, and, you know, I knew I needed to make changes. I had to kind of break off from um, some, some crowds that I was running around with and I, you know, I, I still in contact with a lot of my old friends, but I, I just kind of, there was a time when I had to just kind of separate and, and just sort of, you know, figure out this walk with the Lord. And so that's, that's kind of how it all started. And, you know, it's, 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 it's never complete. I don't think we ever arrive at, you know, anything this side of eternity until we're, you know, we're, we're resurrected in our glorified bodies. So it's, it's a, it's a constant daily, um, you know, renewal process, and that's that's how it's been for me, at least, you know. Amen, and you know, we all have a story to tell, and it's it's clear that God has his best intentions laid out for us as, as evidence in your own personal story, and it's just incredible how he can take us out of what would seem to be the direst of circumstances and be using us today for his purpose, amen? Amen, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Well, when folks listen to your EP, The Dawning Fire, what's the biggest thing that you want them to take away from it? Yeah, you know, I I think about what Hebrews says, you know, in the writer of Hebrews, he says, spur one another on towards love and good deeds, and especially as you see the day dawning, you know. And so that that's that's really what I what I what I hope from anything that I do in life is that it'll it'll spur the listener, you know, especially in music, it'll spur the listener on to just to just to come closer to Jesus and and just to just to run harder after Him and just to love the, our neighbors, you know, love those that, that God puts in our circle. And and I'll you know back to Keith Green. He I, I came across a quote that he said a while back. Um, you know, this was you know, it would have been in the early '80s, but he said he said I, I repent of any song I recorded or any performance I did if it didn't serve to draw the listener to sell out more to Jesus. And I thought, man, that's a, that's a really, that's a really profound statement, you know, to say that I repent of all the work I've done if it hasn't served to bring you closer to Jesus because it's, it's, it's been for naught. And I thought, man, that's, that's great. You know? And so I, I, I guess I want to adopt that for myself that, you know, not just in music, but in life, I want to walk in a life and walk in a, in a way that that brings people aboard and just reveals Christ to people and and let let the Holy Spirit do that, you know, 
through whatever means he wants to, you know. And um, so for the dawning fire, I, I I would pray that people would that that would have that effect that people could hear the songs and 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 just reflect on what it's saying and 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 you know take it to the Lord with prayer, you know, wherever they're at in their their own journey, you know. Amen. And you really can't ask for much more than that. I mean, I when when we do these shows, everything we do with our website and everything, uh, my prayer is always that the Lord would receive all the honor and glory for everything that we do. So it's that's I mean, you can't ask for much more than that, man. Yeah. Amen. That's great, man. And you know, and when and when you when we do that, when we're when we're submitted to Him, because His will is that none perish. His will is that everyone comes to salvation everybody would come to the knowledge of christ and so i you know i think the lord will bless that just because it's it's uh you know it's in his will amen well mike with this pandemic hopefully behind us or staving off you know what are your plans for the remainder of 2020 and beyond yeah uh well we yeah with the pandemic we did have some things lined up we were going to play at a a couple conferences and things but those have been you know canceled so um we've we've been doing more you know digital you know promotion like just trying to get the word out about the album and you know we we do have some plans to do some more recording i'd, I'd love to have an album out by fall um but you know there are there are plans and i guess it's it's a lot of things still in the waiting in the wings you know we're just kind of waiting to see how things open up and if they're going to, you know, allow gathering for concerts and things like that, but would love to get back on, on the road and get out there and, and just, uh, you know, just worship with people. So we'll, we'll kind of see how those things go. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing that I have missed so far with this whole quarantine and pandemic thing is concerts. I'm hearing that there's really not going to be a whole lot of concerts for the rest of this year, which is incredibly saddening because, outside yeah. of, you know, hanging with my family and kids, that's my favorite thing to do. And that's, that's, right. that's crushing to me. So I've, I've, I've kind of yeah. already dubbed uh, these concerts that I have tickets for for this year have been postponed until next year. I've already dubbed 2021 as the year of the concerts. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that and hoping that we can still do that. Well, Mike, it was uh, definitely great having you here on the show today. We appreciate you coming by. And, you know, I pray that the, the Lord can continue to use you and your music to reach people for Christ, man. Oh, thank you, Jay. I appreciate it, man. It was, it was really great talking with you. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk with you again anytime. All right, and that's where we'll end the recording. All right. And, uh, yeah, well, thanks, I, I appreciate thanks, you joining man. us today. Yeah, yeah man, I, 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 was, I was excited about having you on here. And um, I've I worked with Janet for a long time. I've done... Um, we launched Today's Christian Entertainment in 20, 2015, 2016, but before that, you know, dating back to 2004, I ran a site called Christian Music Review. So I've, I've worked with her since the very beginning. I love Janet. She, she doesn't do as much yeah, as she yeah. used to. She used to do a lot of work like Christian centricity and stuff, but she's oh, yeah. uh, only handling PR for a couple artists now. But She's great. I, yeah, so what, I, I have, what, I've yet to – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I I haven't I haven't met her in person. We've talked on the phone a lot, but yeah, she seems like a really sweet lady and and um, really passionate about what she does. Uh, I really love Janet. 
Yeah, definitely. I've never met her before, but I've talked to her many, many times over the years too. It, it, it's a lot. It's, it's it's like that with a lot of publicists. I've met some of them because a lot of most of them are in Nashville. I'm I'm just outside of Tampa, mm-hmm. so um, I oh, okay. Don't make it up. Don't make up uh, Tennessee very often. So yeah. Uh, what what part of Florida are you in? Are you on the? I think I read you're on the East Coast. Yeah, we're in Vero Beach. Vero Beach. Okay. Yeah, I've got family um, down in southeast Florida, like Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're I think we're an hour from Orlando, just just over an hour from Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're we're about. That's probably about how long? Hour and ten minutes from Orlando, where we're at. We're about twenty minutes uh, northeast of Tampa. You know Zephyr Hills bottled water. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I I live I live in Zephyr Hills. That's where the bottled water oh, awesome. comes from. The town I live in, so oh, we're kind of cool. inundated with the with the spring water here. But yeah, yeah, it's we, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's cool talking to people from Florida because um, most of the folks I talk to or have on the show are from out of state. I actually talked to um, the interview that I did that aired today was with Stephen Christian from Amberlin. Um He's he's oh, from okay. Florida too. He's yeah. from Winter Haven, but lives over in Indian Rock oh, okay. Beach, over in Pinellas County. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't realize he was from Florida. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, we yeah he's we've uh, been here. Yeah, we've been here for four years. Um, we came here. We like I said, we've been all over, but we came here from Oregon in uh, 2016. And um, oh wow, that's a big move. Yeah, it was a long drive. <laughs> but we've. Oh, I uh, bet. <laughs> I, I've yet to be on the, the west side of, of Florida yet, so you know we I, I've I've heard a lot about it, but I just we we just haven't ventured over there yet. I've been been meaning to because I want to see a sunset on the on the west coast. I've seen the sunrise on the east side here, and it's gorgeous. So I, I want to see a sunset on that west side. Yeah, if you ever do come over here to go see a sunset, and you want to go to a beach, um, Fort DeSoto Beach is actually. Um, one of the nicer beaches. It's not um, everybody. When everybody goes over here to the beach, they want to go like Clearwater Beach or Saint uh, Saint Pete Beach. But mm-hmm. Fort DeSoto is on the southern southern tip of Pinellas County. It's down by the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, which is like okay. Pinellas and Manatee County. But that's a beach that you want to go to to see sunsets. Because I, my wife and I and our kids, we've gone down there and. It's uh it's beautiful down there. It's pretty cool. But we're um this side of the state's a lot of rural area. Like I live you'd be surprised, like Tampa's Tampa obviously is, is a is a big city, but um the uh the area I live in is like more country. So it's it's oh, really? funny, you drive in Tampa and it's like metropolitan area and you drive twenty minutes north and it's like you're in the country. Oh that's so awesome. It's, it's, I love that. Pretty cool over here. Yeah, I love that. I, I, you know, I was a country boy in Kansas. I grew up in, you know, rural areas. So I, I, I love that. I, I love to be able to get out and, and just go for a drive and see some country. You know, like when we we lived in Dallas for three years, and man, you just you never get out of the city. It's it's just constant pavement, and that was that was. Oh, that's a huge city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, well, there's uh, there's a night and day difference between the East Coast and the Gulf Coast in Florida. And uh, if you ever make it over here, it's 
You'd like it, man. It's uh, we've we've got all the sports over here. I don't know what teams you like, but you know, obviously, got the Buccaneers and the, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Lightning and stuff down in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So are you a are you a Kansas City fan? You a Chiefs fan? Since you lived up there and grew up there in uh yeah Kansas. Well, I I, I uh my son is a is a big Chiefs fan. I I've never really did acquire a taste for sports a whole lot but I, but I I will admit when you know the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl last year I was pretty excited and I kind of became a yeah, Chiefs cool. fan at that at that moment you know but uh yeah there's some just for the sentimental reasons there's some good you know I, I love the Chiefs you know yeah I'm hoping they have a season I'm hoping the NFL has a season cuz with not being able to go to concerts this year um that's that's really going to that's yeah. really going to put the dagger in if we can't even watch the I NFL. Know. So I hope I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I, I was kind of excited about the, the last Super Bowl, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the Chiefs this year. I'm gonna try to get into it. So hopefully that doesn't yeah. get squashed. <laughs> Do a repeat there. Well, Mike, it was yeah. good talking to you. And um, the social media stuff, we're, <clears throat> it's on the bottom of that one sheet. But, um, yeah, uh, this June 12th is when we'll have this up. So we awesome. usually promote it like uh, the the Sunday before is when we start posting stuff for okay. it. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate the talk today. And I appreciate you letting us use the Rain Forever more in that uh, summer sampler. We've got about 20 songs from different artists and awesome. stuff. So it's. Gonna, oh, it's gonna great. be big, man. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, I'll, yeah, I'll, and and I'll go, uh, I'll go in and follow you on on the uh, on the social media sites. And yeah, it's been great. I appreciate I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. Well, if you ever need anything from us, just uh, just uh, let me know, man. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Jay. It's been good talking with you, man. You too, bro. Take care. All right, man. Bye. All right. Bye, bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.